Welcome to Jefferson County's podcast for the people. Today, we are talking about planning and zoning and the process for that. We are now live streaming all the planning and zoning meetings, but we thought it would be worth talking about what the process is, doing a little deeper dive on how it works, and who has the final say. So joining us today is um, Michael Morrison, who's the zoning administrator. We have Andrew Martin, who is landscape architect and development services. We have Willie Brown, who is our principal planner. And we have Dayla Baugh, who is the chief civil engineer and development services. Guys, thank you all for being here today. And I thought it would be good first if we started with everybody just talking a little bit about what their role is in the process. And so, Mike, let's start with you. First of all, hello, everybody. Uh, my role in the process is to just help facilitate the cases through the process as we receive them. And also, we do the follow-ups. I issue all the zoning certificates following rezoning and people who make inquiries about the rezoning cases themselves. Um, and also assist with the subdivision cases as well as the variance cases that go for a board zoning adjustment. Um, uh, we, we ensure that uh, all the applications uh, are minimum qualifications for acceptance and then coordinate with applicants as questions arise, as more information is needed, and to let them know of any sort of hiccups or hangups that may be along the way. Uh, a lot of our work is up front. A lot of our work, some of our work happens during the process, and then afterwards we file it and, and, and be sure that it's part of the public record. Sounds good. Andrew, what about you? Uh, yes, uh, so I'm the uh, subdivision coordinator uh, for the county as well as the landscape architect. I handle the uh, the coordination and the administrative uh, process of subdividing land in Jefferson County Unincorporated. The permit uh, applications, or excuse me, the applications for uh, the subdivisions and process those and we will help uh, the landowner and or their surveyors through that process, turning in the preliminary plat. Um, getting them on the agenda for the planning and zone commission, looking through any issues that may be on that plat prior to the hearing. Um, and then uh, after the hearing, if it's approved, we help them through the final platting process um, and at the end, which is reporting the plat uh, so that the new lots of record can be sold or can be uh, permitted for, for construction. Great, great. Dela. Um, as deputy director, I just have oversight. So basically, if anyone has any questions, they can come to me for uh, any oversight that needs to be done on the process. They do the majority of the legwork, and I'm just here to make sure things go smoothly. All right. Um, Willie, talk a little bit about what you do. Oh, absolutely. I'm the new guy on the block. I'm the principal planner in the Department of Development Services. I handle the rezoning cases uh, in, in that I'm the staff liaison uh, to the Planning and Zoning Committee. Those applications, rezoning applications come to me, I review them, I prepare a, a staff report and make a recommendation to the Planning and Zoning Committee. Uh, the recommendations are formally presented to the County Commission through the Planning Commission and not the staff, although the staff does the research. Um, and so the uh, the end resort, result or the final decision is actually made by the county county commission. And so that's my role in the process. 
So that's great. That's a great jumping up point to my next question. Before it gets to the planning and zoning board and to the meetings and everything, what is the process? If, I, if I'm a business and I want or need to have my property rezoned, what, what do I do? Where do I start? Uh, first thing I would do is just uh, would suggest contacting the office just to ensure and to be sure that one, we're operating in the correct jurisdiction. And then two, that, um, you know, what we want to do or what, what the business owner wants to do um, will indeed need some sort of zoning or, or variance or subdivision of property and all that. Um, so the first thing we do is we advise folks to give us a buzz just so we can get the heads up and get all of our ducks in a row. Um, in order to apply for a rezoning, uh, we would need a copy of the deed to the property just to verify ownership. We need a copy of the plan, site plan for development. We need some sort of description of the activity that's going to go on the property, which all this is made online. All the information is uploaded online. Uh, and if by chance the owner of the property themselves is not going to make application, there is an agent authorization form that can be downloaded off of our website, uh, whereby the property owner could designate a person to file the case on their behalf. Uh, the owner's signature would just have to be notarized on that particular form. Uh, once we receive all of the information, we'll get them before the agenda of the Planning and Zoning Commission. Planning and Zoning Commission is a recommended body for rezoning. And uh, with that being said, that they'll hear the case. They'll uh, they'll consider it based on the merits of the case, based on the, what the county land use plan uh, says for the for the given area, given property where property is located. And they'll make a recommendation that goes to the county commission. Each case requires a public hearing that requires so many days' notice. It's 15 days. We send about 15 days to the Planning and Zoning Commission and 15 days for the plan, for the county commission who makes the final decision. Uh, both cases require a legal advertisement in the local paper. So we have to notify, or, or that advertisement has to uh, be posted a week in advance for the Planning and Zoning Commission and two weeks in advance for the county commission. And uh, of course, th this explains the lag time that we have between the meetings. Typically, uh, well, well, the Planning and Zoning Commission meets the second Thursday of each month. If we have all the information a month in advance of that hearing, we could typically get someone through the process within 60 to 90 days. Uh, with the Planning and Zoning Commission, they may recommend, make a recommendation that the zoning have certain conditions on it. For instance, a lot of our commercial projects, where we there's a condition that requires uh, uh, directional lighting or downward lighting in the parking lots. Uh, for our garden home developments, there's been uh, sort of a standard recommendation that there be 25 feet of parking area from the back of curb or back of sidewalk that's dedicated to keep vehicles from dangling into the right-of-way in a lot of these denser developments that are out there. With, uh, with that being said, those, those conditions and all are uh, put on with the advertisements that's placed, to, placed in the paper, as well as the um, legal notices that go out to all property owners within 500 feet. Uh, and let me backtrack on that. Yes, all property owners within 500 feet are entitled to a legal notice for any change of zoning uh, that, that happened. So again, that, that explains the lag time. Typically, it's 60 to 90 days, pending there are no hiccups, pending the cases aren't carried over, pending there isn't some hitch with a land use plan that needs to be addressed. Yeah. So is that different for a business than it is for an um, individual property owner? Uh, no, the, the process itself is the same. Okay. Um, it's just that uh, there's more care and consideration typically when it comes to a larger developments and then B, uh, you know, your more commercial industrial developments just because they have much more of an impact on area traffic, area drainage and so on and so forth. But yes, the process remains the same and, and, and 
and folks who are familiar with our process and have seen some of our meetings and have gone through the process with us, a lot of times what we've had, we have what I like to call like cleanup cases. Uh, for a long time, for instance, residential properties were allowed in industrial zoning, heavy industrial zoning. And this is a throwback to when the county had many mining camps or in uh, areas that were dedicated for mining. And then one of the miners would live close by. And this was U.S. steel property at the time. And so these properties, like the mine or like the large industrial operation around them, retained an industrial zoning. Well, that's no longer allowed. <clears throat> and so as property owners come in to build additions, when they come in to do certain renovations to their property, or, you know, say they want to move in another residence, they want to tear down a residence, build another one, they have to go through the same process, even though in the eyes of everyone that's on the board, everyone that's on the commission, it's, it's relatively simple, it's just a formality. But that process still takes that same amount of time because, again, property owners within 500 feet are entitled to that notice. We have to place an ad in the legal paper or, or legal ad in the paper in order to get all this accomplished legally. So let's talk more about that land use plan and how that serves as a guide, I'm guessing, really, for the board's decisions. Uh, the land use plan is formulated by a series of community meetings that we have out in various areas of the county. Uh, the current plans that we have in place are a little outdated. The most recent plan that we have is a comprehensive plan that was developed for just the Shades Creek watershed, which encompasses our, our fastest growing area in the county, which is McCullough. Um, and that plan was was concluded, I believe, in 2007-2008. Prior to that, all of the other land use plans are date back to the 1990s. And what these plans are is they designate certain areas for certain things. Uh, your residential over here, maybe we can have some commercial, say, at this intersection, or maybe this there's a strip of commercial that, you know, the land use plan will allow for consideration for commercial development. Same thing for industrial, same thing for even things like strip mining. And so this plan is always referred to when we make recommendations, when we consider cases that go before the Planning and Zoning Commission in particular, as they are the legal holder and keeper of the plan, and when considering these sorts of requests that go through. Every now and then we'll have a situation where the Planning and Zoning Commission will hear a case that is in conflict with the adopted land use plan. And that involves a separate process for which the Planning and Zoning Commission could uh, have a legal advertisement in the paper, send adequate notice to area property owners and consider an amendment to that area land use plan. Um, currently, the county is in the process of kicking off a revisit to a countywide land use plan that will hopefully uh, be put in place by the end of next year. As again, our plans that we have currently are, are several, several years outdated. That's good news on the master plan uh, that you guys are working on that. Can you talk a little bit, sometimes in these meetings, I see the board ask the developer go back to work with the citizens um, on a variance or something of that nature. Do you have guidance for people that may be coming before the board that you'd want them to know that they can do to better prepare themselves? Whenever we see that there's going to be, or that a case may be controversial, whether or not it has some sort of conflict with a land use plan, regardless of, you know, because a lot of times we could take the political or, or the uh, the uh, the area temperature as to how residents, how the uh, commission are going to feel about certain cases that go forth. And we always advise at that point, hey, may want to go out and knock on some doors within this notification lane, notification range specifically, or say if you're uh, probably or proposing a development next to a, a developed subdivision, get with their HOA. 
you know, if you're next to a, a shopping center, you may want to touch base with that property owner and some of the tenants just to let them know, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. It, it's always good to get out front and get before the folks that are going to receive that notice in the mail and explain the situation before they get a notice from the government. And a lot of times what we see is, you know, and we get this all the time and uh, Andrew and Willie can attest, people will call and it's just like, well, I just got this notice in the mail. Well, you're entitled to two weeks notice. I mean, and we, <laughs> you know, we strive to get that notice out in time, but that's all that legally they're entitled to. But if developers, particularly large, large projects, controversial projects, will get out there and meet with these guys prior to even making application, may save everybody some time. It may give them time to perfect or tweak some sort of, 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 of site plan of the way that their project flows, where how they're going to access the property themselves, all sorts of different variables, variables may be out there, um, drainage, things like that, that could be brought to their attention as they're formulating their plan to submit for us for, for formal review by the Planning Commission and approval by the County Commission. So we always advise them to get out there and talk to folks before we ever touch base with them at all. Now, from the citizen perspective, it's really important that if they get that notice, that they come to the meeting, show up, or write letters and voice their opposition, right? That's correct. All of our notices have the office number. They have the office email, which which circulates to several individuals here um, within our department who can answer questions if they have questions who can, you know, take their letter of protest that we could put in the report that we provide to both boards. And and then also, you know, warm bodies at a hearing uh, always helps. Of course, you know, we've tried to encourage folks to do as much writing in or, or phoning in and, and in the wake of COVID and the pandemic. Um, I think that a lot of, as, as that stays off and we get back to normal, um, you know, we would always encourage public participation at any level that we can receive. Yeah. Now, I know I'd, I had people comment on the county's social media pages about their opposition to a certain topic, but they really need to be there in person um, if they have opposition. Social media really doesn't count. Correct, correct. And I mean, you know, just given staff shortages and the way that we work, you know, we can't really have an interactive kind of meeting like that via social media. It's just very difficult to do it, even if we did have a group tour. Right. But, you know, right. a letter, an email, we will take that to the board and present that to them, and, and they get all of this information in advance of the public so, Andrew, uh, Dela, Willie, anything else that you guys would like to add about the process that you think would be beneficial for people to know? I think one thing that's helpful uh, is just when you, when you know you have to rezone something or go through a subdivision case, potentially a, a variance, or even if you're not sure that you need that, the best way uh, to handle that is get those questions answered early in the process. So when you, if you're thinking about building a home, and you've just purchased some land, or maybe you're thinking about purchasing some land, and you have some questions about it, call our department. We'll, we're more than happy to speak with you about what the zoning uh, implications are, or has this property been properly subdivided. Instead of you know waiting until you're you've gone through your planning process and you you're ready to pull your permits, and all of a sudden you come to our department and you suddenly find out that hey. Uh, you're, you're not going to be able to do this without a variance or this property, it was not properly subdivided. And now all of a sudden, you're you're having to put everything on hold for, for 60, 90 days, sometimes more, depending on circumstances, um, and having to hire a surveyor or, or you know, uh, having to change your site plan, those sorts of things. So the earlier you ask questions, the better. Um, 
And so that's that's probably my one piece of advice to anybody thinking about either purchasing land or building any kind of development or residence in Jefferson County. That's great. Thank you. What is the general contact information for the department? We'll we'll put this information in the show notes as well. For our end, we've got the, the, the main office number here is 205-325-5321. That will take you through a phone tree, which gives you several options as to whether or not you have questions about subdivision, whether or not you have questions about building permits, whether or not you have a question about planning and zoning, whether or not you have a question about enforcement. We also, for the planning end or for the zoning end, there's an email. It's contact underscore zoning at JCCAL. Uh, that is the email that goes out on all the public notices so we can get feedback from the public if they like to email us regarding the various cases that we have. Uh, and then also we get um, a lot of inquiries just about property zoning through that email. And then, like I said, that email is distributed to multiple people on staff. So if someone were to be out of town for a week, somebody should be able to answer that question while they're there. That's fantastic. Thank you guys for your time today. I really appreciate it. I think it's really valuable information that we've provided. If anybody has any ideas for other topics they'd like to hear about, you can email me at hayesh at jccal.org, and we'll be happy to look into that and get a podcast recorded for you. Until next time, we'll see you on the Jefferson County Podcast for the People.